So I joined Injustice 2 Guild, and I am pretty bad when it comes to playing anything online. Uh, well, I think we're all pretty bad at that. I don't, no, no, I haven't touched online multiplayer yet because I don't feel like getting embarrassed in the confines of my own bedroom. Yeah, well, at least no one will see. <laughs> I will, and it'll haunt me the whole day. True. Last time I Very played true. Mortal Kombat online, I was completely fucking destroyed. Like, the, the matchmaking didn't help me at all. It's like, yeah, we'll put you around your skill level. I'm like, you don't know what my skill level is. Well, like, it's like, once you, especially with fighting games, like, there's, there's a barrier of skill when it comes to multiplayer. Yeah. Like, you don't want to join as soon as you get the game. Like... No, well, the problem is I don't jo- I don't do any multiplayer stuff when I get the game, and then months later I'm like, all right, let's do multiplayer. And in that time, everyone who plays multiplayer has become god tier players, and I don't stand a chance. Yep. Uh, hi everyone, delayed intro, but this is the video game hour. I'm Connor McGraw. Uh, this is Hunter Davenport, and stay a while and listen. Always stay a while and listen. Stay a while. My name is Alan Muir. Michael Kate. Michael, Michael Kane. My cocaine. If you say it like it's my cocaine, it sounds just like Michael Kane would say it. My cocaine. Anyway, my, what is your play this week? Uh, I, I, Diablo? I love. God, I love Diablo so much. Like it's been a while since I played a Diablo game. It has and been like, a long, long time since I've touched anything Diablo related. Like Diablo he has too. been missing for exactly a while. <laughs> Really? Right now? I was watching it uh, yesterday. Um, but yeah, Diablo is like... Diablo 2 is like one of my favorite games of all time. And like... Diablo, I've never really touched Diablo 3, so like playing it now is like really interesting. Cause like, here, here is my bizarre first experience with Diablo. And it's gonna... I, I, it probably happened when you all were in diapers. Um, or not born yet. Who knows? Um, when probably did Diablo born. 1 come out? Uh, I want to say late early 90s. 90s. Oh, was it late 90s? I thought late it was early 90s. 90s. It was early-ish. Let's see. Let me find out. Um, I want to say it's 1994, but I'm probably wrong. Ooh, God, no. 1998. Um, okay. So probably about a year before that, uh, I'm at a friend's house, and I think we're just going through, like, random fucking computer games he has. And he's got a demo disc. Yeah. A PC demo disc with um, a basically demo version of the initial dungeons Ooh, that leads you to like it's like two dungeons and then the butcher right away oh boy yeah that is a hell of a jump i played the fucking shit out of that demo i don't remember what else on that disc there was some kind of cool car combat game maybe a tomb raider um and diablo and then once i think finally when it came out i was all over that game like, like, um, so that was before Diablo came out then. Yeah, so no, it, was, it was like a PC magazine de- demo disc or something like that. That's exactly what it was, I think. It was something, some shit you'd get in the mail. Huh. Well, like, back when, back when demo discs were a thing. Oh man, if you want to talk about demo discs, like, I had, I can't remember what, what was on, exactly what was on it, but it had Ape, Ape Escape pumped in prime on it, and that game is, Real bad if you like. Well, I love Ape Escape games. Like I'm, a, I'm a big fan. But like, that game is a weird, weird departure from the regular ones. 
I had demo discs with like Ninja from IDOS. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. Oh, you mean I I Ninja? I Ninja is pretty good. I like I Ninja. Oh no, just called Ninja. Oh, oh, just Ninja. It was just Ninja. It was I think by the Tomb Raider team. I believe. Oh, oh, I think I know what game you're talking about. And it's awesome. Um, yeah. It's kind of like what I could compare it to. A fighting force. Sort of similar to fighting force, but not quite. Like, it's much more, uh... uh it, it's a fight, fighting game, right? Not really. It's a, no, it's, a, it's an action platformer. Okay. You, it's, it's like, it's platforming and, and fighting assortment of, like, weird, uh, monstrous enemies as a ninja. Hmm. Very interesting. I can't believe I just brought up Fighting Force as well. Fighting Force, wow. That is a name I haven't heard in a while. Yeah, Fighting Force 2 is the shit, by the way. Yeah, like... Ah, I love that fucking game. Man. Uh, but yeah. Fighting Force 2 is like, we don't need these extra characters. Here's one character, and now you get a gun. (laughs) I'm like, well, this isn't really a Fighting Force anymore. Now, like, it's uneven. I'm armed. And as we discussed in other podcasts, when you enter a fight with a gun, things tend to go much better. Yeah, like, that's why uh, Vigilante is such a great character, because he has a gun. Yes. And a ski mask. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like he's going to go take a trip to Aspen, and he got really angry along the way. <laughs> I mean, that's basically, that's probably basically... And we are going to find I'm out. Not, I'm not waiting on one more fucking ski lift. <laughs> Pulls out an AK-47. <laughs> I've had it with these motherfucking ski lips. Some motherfuckers always trying to ice skate a pill. Some motherfuckers always trying to ice skate a pill. Man. He, like, walks oh. up to, like, this, this the ski lift uh, operator. He's like, it's your fault that shitty-ass horror movie came out. These people were stranded on one. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> uh. Uh, speaking of which, have you guys ever played the Blade View game? I, I, yeah, Blade 2. Blade 2, yeah. That game? I did not. Boy, that game's... Ooh, that game's d- difficult to play. It sure is a game. It's a game that I played once. Wouldn't want to do it again if someone asked me to. Never played it. Oh, for some reason now, it's completely unconnected. But I think you have Nightmare Creatures for some reason. Nightmare Creatures um, is basically the original Dark Souls. <laughs> in a lot of ways. More or less. Yeah. Well, it's more Bloodborne than it's Dark Souls, but it's like... It's also, it's also fucking hideous. When was the last time you went and looked oh, at it? Oh, God. Yeah, that game looks awful. It is aged just in the worst ways. Yep, it is. Everything everything is a triangle. Yeah, it's not great. The frame, like, rate, the frame rate blows your... you know. I think the camera angles weren't that great. I'm not sure if combat was that good because you couldn't lock on anything. Oh, uh, yeah, no. Like, you have to, like, a lot of... A lot of strafing in that game, if I can remember correctly. Yes. I had a shooter for the PC called Strafe. Strafe is... <laughs> the newer one you're talking about? No, I'm pretty sure... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, I'm thinking of... Never mind. I'm thinking of Strife. Okay, uh, Hunter? What? The developer of Blade of the Blade 2 video game, Mucky Foot Productions Limited. Yep. They were... They were only around for six years. And yeah. guess, guess how many games they made? One. Three. What the fuck did they do in the spare time? They did, in 99, they did Urban Chaos. Oh, boy. who? Urban Chaos. Ooh, that's a Wait, game. What the fuck is Urban Chaos? 
Isn't that the writing game, or am I thinking of something else? Where like you play as a riot cop? No, no, no that's the. That's... Oh, that game rocks though. No, Urban Chaos. Yeah, Rocksteady did that game. Yeah, Rock. That was Rocksteady's first game. That makes a whole lot of sense. That game is so fun. Yeah. Um, not like Urban State of Chaos. Emergency or thing. State of Emergency. I never played State of Emergency. Uh, oh my, man. In, in 2001, Monkey Foot did uh, Startopia. Oh. I've played Startopia. That game's pretty good. And they were, they had three projects they were they were in the working on that got canceled. Oh wow, that sucks. And you'll and one of them, you'll uh, you'll laugh about. You're gonna laugh about. Okay. First, bulletproof monk. Oh uh, oh oh. Okay. What the hell? Why does that sound familiar? I think it was a movie. It was. Was that that a Jet Li movie? It was a Chow Young Fat movie. Oh. With Sean William Scott. What the fuck? Yeah. I thought that was a good idea. I don't know. Uh, Next was... It's like anything Chow Young Fat did in America after Hard Boiled is like, meh. Yeah, I agree with that. Next was was Urban Chaos 2. Oh wow! They made a sequel to Urban Chaos. No, they were chaos. This is driving me insane. They were working on a sequel. Urban Chaos Three? No, no. Urban Chaos Two is the one that never, never made. Oh, okay. I thought you had. Okay. And they were working on a little game called The Punisher. Oh no! (laughs) That Volition picked up and did a masterful job with. And and turn into a masterpiece. Yeah. No. God, Holy I love, shit, I love that amazing. game. amazing. God, I love that game. It's the that best game movie tie-in game. That game is so horrifically and hilariously violent. Yeah. Like There's that... You can do some shit in that game that'll make you go, ooh, right after you do Because you're sometimes you're not sure how it's going to pan out. Yeah. You know, like, grab a dude and like walk over, like, I don't know, what is it, um... The, the fucking propeller blade in, like, the oh. fucking Vietnam mission, where it's like... You slowly dip his face into a spin propeller blade, and it starts like thonking him on the nose. Let's be real here: the moment his face made contact with one of the blades, it probably would have ripped his whole face off. But like, you stick this dude's face, and it's like, dun, 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 and he's like, "Tell me where you tell me what you know." Uh, do you want to hear a funny com- uh, comment about a uh, about the puncher game? Sure, we're here for. Back when. Back when Maxim was talking, was talking about video games. Wow! One of their one of their contributing writers said that the Punisher game made GTA look like Super Mario Kart. It really does, because you can you can do some cruel things in Grand Theft Auto, but like they're not terribly graphic. No, and like Punisher lets you slam windows on people's heads until they burst. You can feed someone to polar bears. You can feed someone to piranhas. Um, like, anything involving a drill press. Like You can throw someone to a casket and lob a grenade in there with him and close the lid. You can have someone get gored by a rhino. Yeah, they're also hilariously contrived, too. It's like you walk up to a, uh, what is it, a, uh, a fucking... Oh, I can't remember what it was. Uh, There's, it's like several different executions in that game where it'd just be like, it'd just be so much simpler just to shoot him. 
Yeah, like instead you picked the guy up by his waist and threw him into a a, a meat wrapping machine, and then he gets fucking sealed in cellophane and suffocates to death. There's one where you like use a cromer, and that was pretty violent. It's funny, yeah, because it makes the guy look like Destro. Yeah, it does. That, um, is, that is, I just went back and rewatched some Game of Thrones stuff from season one, and I was watching the shit where Viserys gets the gold dump in his head. Oh yeah, Ooh. and I'm just like that, and like both scenarios, are like that just sounds like a horrible way to die. Um, the only game I can think of that was probably more off-putting and grotesque was Manhunt Two. Yeah, Ooh. Manhunt, like the first Manhunt, it crosses a lot of lines. I think, um, but it it does so with like I, it kind of has respect to those lines where like it knows it's being really fucking dark, um, and then the second one comes along and it's like this dude's gonna fire semen at you from his fucking cell and he's gonna throw poop at you and then you'll stab him in the eye with a syringe fifteen times. Yeah, that uh, it's like you're just being shocking for this for the sake of being shocking. I mean, the first manhunt is like. I don't know how to put it. It's it's a good game. I think it's a good game. It's the just first, like the first game could be an excellent suspense movie. Yes, and the first game is also terrifying. Yeah, it's it, extremely stressful. It, Speaking of terrifying, do do you guys ever did you guys ever hear of a game called Insane? Insane. It never came out, didn't that Del Toro's thing? That was Del Toro's uh, partner collaboration with THQ. Yeah, it never happened. You know who was going to be going to be developing the game? No. Volition. God, just just to think of how many fucking game studios from like the 2000s that were like full of promise just got fucking just gobbled up and absorbed. I mean, next I mean, next year is um Actually no, it's uh, in November, it's gonna be Volition is gonna be twenty one years old. Wait, wait, Volition's still around? Yeah, yeah, they're still around. They make, I thought they, they were make uh, Saints Row. Oh, okay. I, who am I thinking? Oh, I'm thinking of Pandemic. Yeah. R.I.P. Volition is owned by uh, Koch Media right now. <sighs> I miss I, I, I miss I'm, Pandemic. I do too. They made Mercenaries. Mercenaries is really good. Oh, really... Mercenaries is so much fucking fun. I love. Uh, I don't care what anyone says. I really love Mercenaries too. Did Mercenaries you... two is fine. Did yeah, any... I like that game. Did any of you guys play the Saboteur? Oh, that game's good too. Never touched it. It's, it's pretty good. It's a. It's pretty much like my. I only experienced Saboteur is listening to those god awful Irish accents. Yeah, it. I mean, it's still a pretty good game. I, I like. the game sounds like this, and they say shite all the time. Yep. It was. Like, it was very close. Like it felt. It was. It was pretty much a, the unofficial Inglorious Bastards game. Yeah. It, it has that feeling, kind of. You know, it's probably a good time nowadays with the current political climate. Not going to get too yeah. far into it. Nope. Let's not probably talk about that. Good, probably a good time to jump into games like the Saboteur and Wolfenstein. Yep, Wolfenstein 2, coming soon. Can't I wait. Was, I was just watching uh, a video on, like, it was a complete retrospective of the first Wolfenstein, and, like, the amount of work that went into that game is nuts. 
Yeah. It's that... really intricate. Like, they, they said, like, some of the maps are, like, constructed of, like, several dozen uh, secret hidden push walls. And then, like, there was also, like, five different versions, I think, of Wolfenstein 3D. And, like, one of them had just, like, extra levels that were deemed, I think, like, either unworthy or, like, just unreleased. And, like, of course they were unreleased because one of them is basically a tic-tac-toe board if you look down on it from, a, from like, a you know, an elevated view. Yeah, like... I have a lot of respect for, like, John Carmack and all those guys, and even the guys who did Wolfenstein. I don't know if that's the same people, but it wasn't it software, but... It was it, but I don't think the same people were on Wolfenstein Run Doom. No. But it's like, mate, those games are actually quite impressive. You can still boot up Wolfenstein now and have fun with it. Yeah, like, I've I've played the classic version of Doom on Xbox uh, quite a lot. Yeah, me and George tried playing a co-op because we thought it'd be a blast to just you know run through that game at breakneck speed. Um, the multiplayer is yep. just flat out broken. This shit yeah. does not work at all. Well, that, that's a price you pay, pay for old games, though. Oh really. my god! Like I would load like we'd be in the same game, and he's like, "You're standing still." I'm like, "I'm three rooms ahead of you." He's like, "No, you're in front of me." I'm like, "Dude, I don't even see you." And, like, we were never on the same page connection-wise, and it was, I think, we we kept getting dropped in and out. Like, it was ridiculous. Like, yeah. Like, recently, uh, LRG, we've been playing Battle, Battlefront 2, the old one, on PC. And, like, you have to download, in order to play multiplayer with that, you have to download a separate client. And, like, it, it like, access servers. Like, it's crazy. Jesus. Oh, who is sieging a castle in the background? Oh, that's me. Sorry, I'll turn that down. <laughs> All I hear is, like, metal and flesh. You yeah, know who needs me. to come back? Commander Keane. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, you mean Quake cha- Champions? Here, hang on a second. Alan, have you actually played Commander Keane? Yeah. Have, have you so played have Quake? I. I played it when it was in its prime. Imagine yeah. that for a second. Don't you love all the the, the heroes of Quake? Can't you? Yeah, like Doom Guy. Yeah, yeah, the Quake. guy from their game series. Like his name is Flynn characters. McTaggart. The Doom guy? Yeah, that's what his name was in the novels. Yeah. It's fucking Doom guy. It's Flynn McTaggart. I love the I love the uh the, the, the deep lore of the original Doom series is most people are like like, yeah, he uh he's he's getting revenge for his dead bunny. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's a part that's an actual part. I Wait, really? Story. Yeah, hang on. Let me. S- You're not messing me right now, are you? No. <laughs> like, that's that's hilarious. I no, feel like, like I think like the ending. Uh, yeah, the ending screenshot for Doom or Doom Two. I can't remember what it is. Like, it's like the Doom guy standing in front of like a burning temple, and then on his waist is his his severed bunny's head. Oh. I'm sending it in the chat right now. I think it's like he's like finally having gotten revenge for the, the death of his rabbit. Oh. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, although I heard there's like a much more straightforward, uh, serious story to Doom, but I never really thought much anything of it except for the fact that it's like I don't know, just fucking demon, shoot him. Which is why like... I love the new Doom so much because the new Doom story is fucking poppycock, and you don't care about it. It's just, like... In fact. The uh, the robot guy tries to tell Doom guy like exposition, and then he'll like he actively yeah, like, ignores the, it. The Doom guy 
deliberately does things that are just like in spite of the plot. Yeah, it's like, like when you're you're disabling the uh, what is the argent or the ardent? Yeah, like you go up, he's like, all right, now slowly and carefully remove the canisters, and the doom guy just breaks them and <laughs> every time. God, I love that game so much. Oh, so much his interaction, like it's, the camera look up, look down, look up, look down, look down, and then just finally he just grabs it and snaps it in two. Like, there's like moments in that game that are just like so, like unintentionally hilarious, but are like so great. It's it's almost like um, like you as the doom guy in his head have like no regard for anything except I must kill demons. Point me where demon. Yeah, like he's just a murderer. Like that's all he does. <laughs> I love it so. And like much. this fucking scientist, robot scientist, is like. We have to disable the blah 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 tower blah blah portal and you're just like whatever. Like yeah, I'm gonna break everything you put in front of me. I'm gonna keep shooting things until I physically can't. God, like that game. Speaking of Doom, I'm looking at a screenshot from the from the canceled Doom Four. I kind of want to see what that would have looked like. I would have loved. Wasn't that they were working on? It was like it was an invasion game where like yeah. hell, no, no, it was not rising of hell. That's what I mean. Like they, they, it was, it's, it was like a post-apocalyptic like resistance game where like you were you were fighting hell as it invaded Earth. Yeah, it was like, which I, is basically I, the, it's the plot of Doom Two is that hell invades Earth and they invade the Doom guy's hometown. Yeah, but like Doom Four looked like it was going to take it that much further. Um, I think, especially with Bethesda doing it now, I think you're going to see something like that with the next game because they're they're very obviously going to make another one. That game's very was very successful for them. Yeah, I and I, I, I can still play Doom Three. I think Doom Three is fantastic. Yeah, Doom Three, uh, the the Xbox 360 version I had for like a little bit, and I played. That game is legit scary at times. Like it is scary, and also like it's beautiful. It's still. Yeah. It was one of the first games I saw. Um, I think my friend was playing it on the original Xbox, but he had it blown up on a big old screen, and like I was in awe at the detail I was looking at. Yeah, like it's, it's incredible. Like it's a, and the lighting and the fact that you have to use a flashlight in lieu of you using a gun sometimes. Yep. Monster like, closets, though. However, fuck that noise. Yeah, that. I'm like, dude, you do, you do, you do, you do, and then like a fucking imp just jumps out of a, a a local ventilation shaft and starts fucking my face up. Like, yeah, like the, it's got its little intricacies, but I feel like if they make a Doom two, I do want to see the invasion thing because that's fucking cool. Now, would you call it Doom two, or would you call it something else? If they would call it Doom two. That's weird. Because, um, well, I mean, Wolfenstein has the new, it's like basically the new series. Like, oh, Wolfenstein's, Wolfenstein's all over the place as far as like restarts and reboots and stuff like yeah. that. No, no, like, it's, it's, like the, it's all the, still, Doom... the only thing that's canon in Wolfenstein is that, is the ending of of Wolf, Wolfenstein 3D. Or Me- Mecha Hitler? Where, no, no, that Hitler's dead. Oh, Okay. It was, def- it was definitely Mecha Hitler, though. Well, I was watching the um, Giant Bomb interview at E3, and they were talking to him, and that they, they kind of hinted that Mecha Hitler might make an appearance, like in the third game. Oh my god! Like he was kind of implying, like when they when you kill him, he has to say he he must pause and go, oh, I'll be the sin, and then die. Oh my god! Yes, just like the original game, because that's a, that's pr- basically what happens. Like 
yeah, I, like I really love the Wolfenstein games. I'm excited for New Colossus, but like the the third one is probably going to be the most insane one. <laughs> I was <laughs> floored at New uh, the New Order, right? Yes. Yeah, because I like I I put it off for a while. I was like, yeah, you know, I'll get to it. It's fucking Wolfenstein. It's not going anywhere. Um, I was kind of expecting just like you know semi disposable shooter, and like Doom is you know Doom's fucking fun, but like it's. It's brainless entertainment. You can boot it up and play it for five minutes and have a good time. And, like, I found myself getting really invested in what was happening in Wolfenstein The New Order. Oh, yeah, no, it's... Uh... Not something I was prepared for. I'm like, I give a shit about all these people, and, like, this scenario is really cool. The writing is good. Like, BJ is actually kind of a cool character. Yeah, it's amazing how they took BJ Blaskowitz and made him into an interesting character. He, a man who never spoke. Yep. He was just a head, like, in Wolfenstein yeah. 1. And now he's, like, you were getting bu- damage. He's, yeah. like, this rough-and-tough, southern, like, fucking military badass. Um, wait, who wait. has, like... Who did you guys... What was your choice in the, uh... In the beginning? Yeah. I saved the son. Yeah. The, the younger guy? The, I saved the younger guy. Because I felt like I kind of... Oh, he was, like... He's just a kid, man. Like... <laughs> that, I, and, like, doesn't... doesn't the, the father character basically says, like, you know, I'm more expendable than he is. Yeah. Because he's older? Yeah, like... Yeah, something like that. I just i I couldn't believe how much uh, an, an emotional rise it got. I mean, when the dude came back, starts playing the national anthem through a bunch of PA's, he's rigged all over occupied uh, uh, occupied England, Nazi occupied. Is it England? Yes. Or is it yeah. America? England. Um, yeah, he he plays a fucking no. national anthem. So the second one is called the New Colossus because it's they're coming to America. Okay. Yeah. The, I did not know this, but the New Colossus is apparently the uh, the poem that's on the Statue of Liberty. Whoa! Yeah. Interesting. Their their vision of an alternate future is really scary. Yeah. Especially the it, fucking the the ice cream scene from that new trailer. Yeah, the like, milkshake Nazi. It yeah, it's it's the tension I felt during Inglorious Bastards when like Hans Landa is like onto everybody almost immediately. Yep. Yeah, it's that kind of like. It's like a gut feeling, like oh it's like, boy, I'm gonna have to murder this Nazi with a straw. Oh, there is okay. So, in Wolfenstein One, there's a lot of like, the way you murder people in that game is very, oh very visceral. Yeah, <laughs> like even like gun, like the, like shooting someone with a gun feels like you're they dismembering did. them. Yeah. Like well, even th- that's the new Doom feels because when you get front and do a glory kill, oh yes, that... especially when you when you're on when you have Berserk mode active and you start doing glory like it's basically just there's no glory kill everything is glory kill. They are the most like just, just like unrelentingly violent things. Like what is he? He like grabs a demon from the back and then just like forcefully splits him in two with his bare hands. Yep, it's like there's... it's like several Mortal Kombat X fatalities just strung together. Uh, remember oh, yeah. the one for uh, I'm forgetting it's the uh, big. The very um, the fat, the big one, the fat one, the mancubus, the mancubus. What did you do with him? Where you, you like, take... what, what, like you rip out his like his core and shove it down his throat or some crap? Yeah, <laughs> that one's pretty good. So gross. And like the chainsaw kills are like, oh boy, I love using the chainsaw in that game. Me too. I'm I'm mad. It doesn't uh doesn't have that much ammo. No, uh, honestly, I mean, I've, I've purchased Doom on. About three or four, three or four times, and the new one. Yeah, the new one. Bought it's been out for like a year. 
Bought, <laughs> Why I, you purchased it like three or four times? Bought it on PC. Bought it uh, digitally on PS4. Bought it on uh, bought a physical copy and then bought a uh, digital copy. Man, there is definitely a Doom two do coming. Yeah, Alan is all thanks to Alan Muir. Thanks, everyone. Think Alan in the comments. <laughs> And I mean, what John Carmack is like at his home, like this guy bought four copies. Well, he had nothing to do with with that Doom. I'm just saying. I mean, he is my uh, hero. Uh, he's the hero of the Gingers. <laughs> uh, remember what was his name? John Romero. Yeah, John Romero. John Romero is gonna make you his bitch. Uh, yeah, here's the thing. Daikatana is a terrible game. I have never played Daikatana, but I it's love bad. the story about it. Uh, this it was bad. Um, uh, can I tell you guys something that uh, just a fu- uh, just a funny thing that Jeff Gersman said on uh, an episode on a ver- an episode of Unprofessional Fridays? What? They're watching. It was. Uh, they had a guest from who used to write for uh, Game Informer, who mm-hmm. who's currently the uh, the head PR guy at. He was the head PR guy for Resident Evil 7. Yeah. They were watching an episode, the first episode of Electric Playground. Yep. And there was a bit where Vic Luke, Victor Lucas asked uh, John Romero, who is, who is hero, who's his favorite person or hero in the gaming industry. And without, without missing a beat, Gersman was like, he probably himself. <laughs> I mean, John Carmack. No secret that John Carmack's the. Uh, he's got that kind of egotistical thing going on. Oh, okay. well, here's the problem. Romero was worse because Romero, like, basically, like, from how I remember, it is he thought he was some kind of rock star among the gaming industry. And, like, fucked off from id and was like, I'm going to make my own game. It's going to have sharks with lasers on top of their heads. Is basically the attitude he had. Freaking lasers. Freaking lasers. And then, like, it, it, I think, I don't remember if there was a lot of press leading up to it as far as, like, what the game's progress was. But, like, it comes out and it's just, like, the fucking most embarrassing dud of the time. Oh, it got, God. It, was, it got delayed. Oh, that's right. It was delayed several times, wasn't it? Yeah, it came out. It was supposed to come out in... Like ninety five, ninety six, and it ended up coming out in like two thousand. <laughs> it took a, in the next millennium. He finished it. And better, or, better or worse, Daikatana and Duke Nukem Forever. Duke Nukem, ah. Nukem Forever. I've never played. I I've only seen gameplay of Daikatana, so I'm gonna yeah, say. Yeah, I've never played it, so I can't even say. I have. I will say though, just based on the time, the uh, the the. Amount of time it took to make Duke Nukem Forever. Duke Nukem Forever is inexcusably bad. I'm sure it's either as bad or worse than Daikatana. Well, it's like they made a Duke Nukem game in what? What? 2012 came that game came out. Like, like, what did they expect? Like, it's like dated gameplay and like, ugh. It, it. I jumped into that game. I was like, wow, nothing has changed, and that's terrible. Yep. Like Duke is still the same. Like it. He just wa- he just steals catchphrases from other movies and just you know, is okay. awful to women. So you know what would be a good like a 
good way to make Duke Nukem Forever is to make, like, Duke Nukem, like, a piece of shit, like, old man who just, like, he's got, like, like, like uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead. You know how they do it in that, where he's just, like, this washed-up dude where everyone's like, all right, who Ash. Th- who thinks he's awesome and everyone else is like, no, you're kind of an idiot. Yeah, they should have done that. <laughs> I'd play the shit out of that game. That game would be awesome. I love at the, the the presentation of Ash vs. Evil Dead is like he's convinced that he is like, because granted he is extremely capable. He's like you know he's the show's hero, but he thinks he's funny. He thinks he's attractive. Uh, he thinks he's the God's gift to humanity, and everyone else is like, "You're repugnant and annoying." Hey, <laughs> you're old. Like, please, that's a great idea for. Yeah, he walks in. He's like, like to a fucking room, and he's like, he's like, I came here to kick ass and chew bubble gum. And everyone's like, no one said that in twenty years. You're old. Who the fuck invited the you, old man? You fucking fossil. Like, yeah, I, I, they should hire me. I got, I got ideas. I would. You can take that further. Like, like his fucking brand has diminished. Like, he's a nobody. He's not famous anymore. Yeah, well, that's. You have to technically. Um, John Romero is responsible, in a, accidental way, for Deus Ex. Wait, what? It was Ion Storm. It was the same team that did. Warren Spector was in charge of Dagatana. I love the 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 polar opposite legacies of those games. Like Deus Ex went on to spawn a very successful and thought provoking series. Dagatana shit the bed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God. I never. Played, I, I played Deus Ex two, and I wasn't really fond of it. The, Deus Ex one is pretty good. Like uh, tr- Triad Wars. Or whatever it's called, Invisible Wars. Invisible yeah, okay. yeah, Invisible that, Wars. That game sucks. I hate that I, game. I I'm a huge fan of Human Revolution too because that's yeah. like that is. I, I give off the vibe that I do. I'm, I'm crazy about horror movies because I am. But like, as soon as you show me a cool, sleek, um, like like kind of I wouldn't say cyberpunky, sort of cyberpunk. It is cyberpunk. It's cyberpunk with like cool fucking synthesizer soundtracks and like yes. just Blade Runner influence all over, I just start to drool. I really love Mankind Divided. Oh, that shit. Like, I haven't played like, Mankind Divided yet. It's real. I think it's really good, but like it's not as good as Human Revolution, but it's still like, ooh. It's got, it's it's pretty close. Well, Human Revolution famously just fucking eats shit every time you go into a boss fight. Yeah. Did they fix that in Mankind Divided? Yes. The, the bosses are pretty... Oh, thank you. I wouldn't say they're easy, but they're like they're not impossible. Because I was so disappointed. Like, I'm doing like a stealth based thing. It's like, all right, no one sees me. I'm just I hide all the time. I'm undetectable. I can do a boss fight. It's like, hey, remember all the time you put into your stealth stats? Guess what? This is a straight up shooter fight. Have fun. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All my, all my skills are worthless. <laughs> Honestly, there were only Deus Ex one. Human Revolution and Mankind Divided were the only good ones out of the five games. Yeah. There have been five games? Yes. There was a, uh, remember the mobile game, The Fall? No. I don't pay attention to mobile games. That game <laughs> well, sucks. Well, they ported it to PC, and it's it looks terrible. Oh. <laughs> I made the mistake of buying that game. Because, you know what? I'm going I'm to touch on mobile gaming real fast, but continue. Uh, human, and as far as well, War Inspector was involved with Invisible War. That's why a lot of people don't like it. And when it comes to uh, the the uh, timeline, 
Oh, I don't know shit about shit about the timeline of Deus Ex. Deus Ex 1 takes place in 2052. Visible War takes place 20 years later. And Human Revolution takes place before all that, right? Human Revolution takes place about... 32 years before Deus Ex 1. Yeah, because it's like, it's kind of the, 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 the first years of human augmentation. Yeah, yeah. and Mankind Divided is uh, two, years later, two years after Human Revolution. Hmm. You know what series I want to talk about real quick? Uh, we're going to not go over it in, in, as in-depth as I want to. That's a later episode. Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver came out 18 years ago yesterday. Uh, okay, so Soul Reaver is the only one I ever played. Oh man! I, I, and I want to go back to him eventually. Like, oh my god! Soul Reaver Two is like one of the best sequels ever made because uh, yeah, in a brilliant uh, move. Soul Reaver kind of hides all of its cards from you as far as like because the, the game is full of like really good story developments. And, like the game yeah. is very Metroidvania. You have to have certain abilities to get to certain places, and it is kind of unheard of at the time. It is a seamless game world that doesn't have loading screens. Really, you can go from place to place to place to place to place and not encounter a single loading screen. And it basically it was it was streaming the data like live as you're playing, so you can only see a certain distance ahead of you. But it was like it was loading it as you know when it's not in view or something like that. But Soul Reaver Two like unloads. It's weird because it's a gam- like kind of a gamble to wait for your sequel to kind of bring out the big guns. Because yeah, like- you know what if you don't get one? But Soul Reaver One, you get to the ending, and the whole point of the game is to kill Kane. You get to Kane, Kane's like. <laughs> Bye, jumps into a time machine and leaves. What? <laughs> and like this big, you're kind of, you're, at the time you're like, was I just robbed of the game's finale? And then Soul Reaver 2 picks up and everything changes. You're like, oh wait, Kane's not a bad guy and I'm, oh, I've been played. Everything shifts. Like it turns out Kane is like this fucking master manipulator who's been planning this for God knows how long and just proceeds to start busting down if you think the Flash is bad at time travel, Kane is a world champion in fucking up time now, and space. Now is um, well, Connor, what, is Soul, what, what is Soul Reaver two out on? What is that? What is that for consoles? PS two, PS two. Okay. Well, there's Connor. Do you want to explain the whole story behind that? Why it looked the way it did? Soul Reaver two. Yeah. Was it supposed to? Hmm. Yeah, it was supposed to be, be released on the PS One and Dreamcast. Yes, but, and it was released in no one as a PS Two exclusive. Because I have, I actually have a, I have the Dreamcast version and a Dreamcast, a Soul Reaver, and like the game, like I played it recently, and it's really good. Like it is full of like some of the best voice acting you'll ever hear, mm-hmm. ever, like, ever, ever, is, ever, ever. Which is honestly <laughs> really impressive for its time, because like yeah, that was a four. Like the same, it's the same time period as Resident Evil One. Yeah. Stop it. Don't open that door. Is that I hope I almost be <laughs> What does he say? You almost became a Jill, a Jill sandwich. sandwich. No, like Legacy of Kane is full of like excellent writing, like class act voice acting of which you don't even hear today. It's always like theatric like like Shakespearean theatrically trained actors like just giving everything they've got to like the most overcomplicated fantasy stuff ever. And like it combines like Norse mythology and like Celtic mythology, Lovecraftian fucking squid gods, uh, vampires, angels, everything. It throws us all like into a tree people. Old... The Hilden are like tree people, right? The Hilden are like we. They're, they're like fucking aliens or some shit. <laughs> yeah, they're they're, they're <laughs> really cool looking. They at. just they just imply like they're not from this dimension, 
and they've been trying to come back for a long time. Yes. Connor, did you like Blood Omen 2? Blood Omen 2 is a weird game. Because you know who was the director of that game? No. Glenn Schofield. Uh, who that? He's currently the head of uh, Sledgehammer Games at, at Activision. Wow. But he wow. he was the director of the first uh, Dead Space. Oh, okay. Wow. Blood, Omen they... 2 is, Blood Omen 2 isn't bad. The problem with Blood Omen 2 is, like, you have no idea where it could... It's, it's almost like an Elseworld game. You're like, okay, this is what would happen if Kane never, I guess, created Raziel and, like, the... The, none of the events of, like, basically Soul Reaver happened. It's like a weird and, like, industrialized Nosgoth. Like, there's, like, fucking steam machines and shit everywhere. God. Nos- okay. Can we talk about how bad Nosgoth is? I never touched it. And I never it's touched bad. it because, it, like, its very existence hurt my feelings. Yeah. And and then I found, and I got even more mad when I found out it was basically just scrapped components from the multiplayer aspect of Dead Sun and then God. just released for free in some, like, just fart. I'm so sad we never got Dead Sun. That, yeah, like, that, that's uh, <laughs> it is, that's it is, Silent Hill levels of depression for me. It's it was probably better for me when I didn't know it existed. Yeah, when I was when I was just like Defiance kind of ends on a on a cliffhanger, but it ends on like an uplifting cliffhanger because the last words of Defiance is like Kane's like I felt something I hadn't felt in a long time, and it almost sickened me. He's like I felt hope, um, and it kind of opens it up for like a next big event that you never get, unfortunately. And I was like, all right, whatever, like, fucking, you know, they Half-Life 2'd me. I can live with it. Um, especially considering how Defiance wraps up with, like, him and Raziel's relationship goes from, they go from enemies to kind of frenemies to literally fighting, not side by side, but, like, Raziel's soul goes into the Soul Reaver and he becomes Kane's weapon. Whoa. Yeah. It was, it's, it says here that uh, during production... Hennig, Emmy Hennig were sent left Crystal Dynamics for Naughty Dog. Did she actually do finish a script for uh, Defiance? I don't know. And I know a lot of I know that they, any any production they were planning I think got stalled once Tony J died, and Tony J was the voice of the Elder God. And there is no voice on the planet that sounds like Tony J's. Tony J has this. Deep, 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 guttural, yet magnificent and kind of majestic voice that sounds like it should belong to an elder god. He hmm. it's he and he his voice is similar to that of Tom Baker. Yes. I would actually agree with that. Because they both sound like they both their voices never changed. Yeah, Tony J has sounded like a supervillain, like a gothic supervillain for like thirty years. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Tom, Tom Baker is in his 80s, and he still sounds the same. He sounds like the young doctor, yeah. No, Tony J, everyone's heard Tony J's voice before. They just don't know, it, they didn't know it. He, I mean, he, like, he narrated like spooky documentaries. I'm sure he did voices for cartoons and stuff. It's funny, because you see, there's like a, there's a outtake videos you can watch of Legacy of Kane, Defiance voice acting stuff. Mm-hmm. It's funny shit, but like, you're like all these characters. You you hear their voices, and you're like, I kind of imagine like younger people. And then you see him like Michael Bell, who voices Raziel, is this like white haired look like grandpa looking guy who could be your neighbor. Um, 
and there's Tony J, like already 110 years old or some shit like that, just like kind of hunched over reading these lines, and it's just an awesome way. And there's Kane, who is just an average long-haired dude. <laughs> Fucking Simon Templeman. Connor, did you see that uh, video I sent you a while back? With yes. Simon? What'd you think of it? With the with the outtakes? No, no, no. With the um, sing like a Larry Bird, that the show Neighbors I told you about. Oh, I didn't watch it. I don't remember it. Well, okay, back to Tony J. He he was act like active as an actor, voice actor, and how he was even a singer. I can believe that. He he's his career last was going on, went on for forty years. Yeah, no, I totally believe that. His like when I said he's his, there's no other voice like his. He is a one of a kind voice actor, and I'm so mad we don't have him anymore. <laughs> yeah, uh, he he's and like I guess like his death kind of like kickstarted like any kind of stalling. It's like well, I mean, what do we do without Tony? And it's like I would agree. Like, what what do you do without the voice of the other god? Replacing him would just seem kind of uh, blasphemous. He was also so I guess going in the direction. Oh of like my god, he was he was the narrator in Twins. Jesus Christ. He also he voiced Mortanius in the first Blood Omen game. So he voices hmm. two different characters in the series. He also was a uh, he, he also did uh, voice work for animated films like All Dogs Go to Heaven. Beauty and the yeah. Beast. Yeah, I, yeah. Hunch, but, who, Hunch, is he, who is he in Beauty and the Beast? Monsieur uh, Dark. I don't remember that voice at all. I know in um in Hunchback of Notre Dame, he's the villain, isn't he? Judge that Claude creepy Fra- rapey villain? Judge Claude Frada- Frala. Yes! That dude is really creepy. Yeah. Like, uh. That's why I said, when, when I say people have heard Tony J's voice before without knowing it, there's an example. It's, I'm sure people have heard Mark Hamill and lots of stuff and just didn't know it was him. Yeah. His voice like, acting career at this point is almost longer than his acting career. And to prove how much this all ties in, he was the, uh, he was, he played a character called the director in Return to <laughs> Castle Wolfenstein. Oh my god. <laughs> He's been in some, like, he, The uh, there was a a, a a mediocre Lord of the Rings game called Lord of the Rings War of the Ring. I remember that game. He was a narrator. He was Magneto. I, wish, I, w- I, I want to bring Tony G back to life just to re- narrate my life. He w- he was he played he voiced Magneto in X Men Legends One. Whoa! He was a narrator Wait. in the Bard's Tale. Oh oh, that's Tony J. Oh yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, you're right. He does have that kind of guttural. It's it, it like when I heard him in the first time in Legacy of Cain, Soul Reaver. It's just this booming. Fu- and you never see the Elder God. You just see him kind of like because he doesn't exactly have a body. He's just tentacles that oh. are just under the surface of the planet, and he's just everywhere. He's he's omnipresent. So and it's also like doesn't matter where you go in time. He remembers, like, the conversation you had 500 years in the future. Huh. Mm-hmm. 
he was also <laughs> he also was the narrator in Fallout Brother of Steel. Oh yes, he was. And that game was awful. <laughs> Never touched it. He was the I, only. I, I the only. I I refused to play that game. Like I've played every single Fallout game, except yeah. that one. Okay, now you all watched the the videos for Dead Sun, right? Uh, I've seen I've the unreleased seen... gameplay videos. Well, the, I, the, the I have not actually. I did not actually ever see those. I don't think. I'm going to show you afterwards, and then. I guarantee you, the first thing you're going to think of is Shadow of Mordor. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no. Why didn't we get this game? Now I'm sad. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it sucks. And it, it combined, no, no, like... not that. What, 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 what? what? Uh, he was... He, he, he was involved with Austin Powers 1. Wow. Jesus, he has done everything. What a fucking career. <laughs> he was in career. he was in episode Teen Titans. That he, doesn't surprise me either. He was in Treasure Planet. Do you want to know what Kane and Raziel's last appearance in a major video game was? What is that? Tomb Raider. What? It was one of those what the fuck are those those top down kind of um Iso- isometric. Isometric y Tomb Raiders. I can't remember which one it was called. Tomb, Tomb of Light. Raider. Oh, what? They're in they there? They were unlockable characters, and they're fully voiced. Oh, that's cool. And they have they have banter like like Kane and Raziel would chit chat. They have banter like that, like they they bullshit. That's cool. Yeah, it's the last time anyone's seen those characters. He. Man, they, oh my god, he was in. He was on Next Generation. That also doesn't surprise me. Alan's just fucking flipping through this guy's 70-page IMDb. He was also yeah. in the uh, 80s to, to early 90s TMNT. Also not surprising. Um, but yeah, the Dead Sun gameplay is very Shadow of Mordory in that you get a... Like, you're a guy who gets killed by not quite a vampire, not quite a demon, somewhere in the middle. And this dude kind of lives inside your head. And assists you in combat. Okay. Very much like what's his face from Shadow. Calabrimbor. Yes, it functions almost exactly like that. Wait, do you mean and that you're like Kellogg Blueberry? Kellogg Blueberry. <laughs> yes. Notice me, Liam. Kellogg. Um. Yeah, it functions kind of like that, and like the combat was nuts, and it looked like uh. It was a reboot of of sorts, but we never got any clarification on what you know if it was a a full-on reboot of it took place like hundreds of years in the future and we're just going to move past Kane and everybody, which is weird because then why would you call it Legacy of Kane? Maybe there is a... Maybe Kane still exists in that universe. Well, every, it, the, the reason it's called Legacy of Kane is because everything in that series that happens is because Kane, at the end of Blood Omen, Kane is given a choice. There's, there's these pillars in Nazgoth that represent like balance and they kind of uphold the whole world. They hold the Hilden back too, right? Yes, they're designed to keep the Hilden from entering back into the world. They get corrupted by a series of events, and at the end of the game, this former Guardian ghost is like, okay, Kane, you can sacrifice yourself so a whole bunch of new Guardians can get born and everything can go back to normal and be hunky-dory, or you can uh, just not. And Kane's like, yeah, how about not? And then builds a throne on top of the decaying pillars and says, fuck all to everybody, and becomes the rule of the world. 
And he wow. doesn't do it because he's a selfish prick. He does it in the long run because he is the smartest guy in the room and is like, I will not be a pawn to anyone's game. My destiny is my own, and I'm going to prove it. And then just goes about skipping through time and space, just fucking with everything until it's the way he sees fit. I really he has, wa- a li- he has a line in I think Soul River 2 where he's like he's like we've done this before he's like we've done this hundreds of times he's like we'll always come here we'll always come to this moment and the outcome will be the same he's like you flip a coin it's going to land on its, you know flat side he says he says well once what if you flip a coin and it lands on its edge huh he's trying to create a singularity basically in history that would undo everyone's predetermined fate because he wants to be free from it he doesn't want to be a slave to anything okay yeah, what, it, okay, so now I'm really curious. What the later Legacy of King games are there on like PS2, right? Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, like Soul River Two and Defiance are both on PS2. Okay. Because now I really want to play these. <laughs> They're really fucking good. And like I, I will hook up a PlayStation if I have to. <laughs> and they they deal with like time paradoxes. Like it turns out at the end of Soul River Two. You are responsible for your own death and resurrection as a vampire because you are the one who kills your human self so Cain can go pillage that body later on and turn you into a vampire. Wow. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> These games seem awesome. I'm probably going to order them off Amazon They're as soon as so we're done here. They're fucking good. Hunter. I play Soul River 2 ad nauseum. Don't, what? Hunter, don't go, to, don't go to Amazon. Go to eBay. Ebay? Okay. That's where you'll get better prices. I would say you can probably get the whole series for like a buck seventy-five. That's exaggeration, but still. I really Blood Omen Blood Omen One isn't all that much to scream about because you're like, yeah, this is kind of whatever. It's hideous to look at now too. I really wish that. Um. There was a. Uh, what type? What's the what's the name of the tool that uh, Stephen Hawking uses to uh, speak? I don't know what it's called. I just know what it does. The Microsoft Sand Machine. Hunter. What? <laughs> That's what it sounds like. That was really low. <laughs> it wasn't low. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know what's happening. Never mind. You didn't he, hear what I said, did he you? You made fun of Stephen Hawking. No, I wasn't making fun of him. I was making fun of the, the sound that the thing makes. <laughs> uh, that's kind of funny. Yeah. Anyway, it's just it's just it's kind of like the fact that that technology's been around for God knows how long. We still haven't figured a way to make it not sound like a fucking sci-fi robot. Yeah. I. We can, it has we nothing. Can it has out. nothing to do with Stephen Hawking and anything that's wrong with him. It has to do with the fact that it sounds amusing. Anyway, anyway, where the hell were we before we got on that topic? Yeah, uh, he was talking about something like that for Tony J, right, Alan? Oh, I was just talking about. I was just listing his credits. I was basically just doing a. Uh, you were doing an Alan, is what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. You're- <laughs> basically when I ha- I was I was pulling my uh, an Alan when he doesn't know what's going on in Phantom on Phantom Zone. <laughs> or when he's bored on Phantom Zone. <laughs> um, wow. 
Yeah, there's there's awesome. Someone did an entire. It's like eighteen long. It's eighteen videos, I think, in a playlist on YouTube. This is called Legacy of Kane Lore, and he, without using any like narration from himself, all he does is use clips from the game, uh, footage and audio, and details like the entire plot of Soul Reaver, huh. up through to to defiance, because Blood Omen's kind of self-contained until the very end. I, I will think check these out. I'm gonna watch this the cutscenes of for. Blood Omen, Legacy of Kane, Soul Reaver, the, and Soul the Reaver. Intro to, I remember the intro to Soul Reaver like it happened yesterday. I love that entire sequence of events. Like, Kane walking up to Raziel and be like, hey, nice wings, cool, rips them off. Wow, what is this? <laughs> he, was just, he was just sitting there, just enjoying his wings, and he well, worked off. It's like a ceremonial thing where, like, uh, Raziel's narrating, it says, like, we all go through a state of change. It's like, Kane would always go first and emerge kind of like... They, they kind of go through, like, a weird... Uh, caterpillar to butterfly kind of thing but they all go through metamorphosis and gain new abilities and new features and stuff like that and so oh so they, they like they evolve they evolve okay yeah like kane and sorry and kane and blood omen look nothing alike because huh. kane always goes into a state of physical change and he gets more powerful and then like raziel shows up one day he's like huh i got wings and then kane's like oh really walks up to him looks at him and then rips the bones out of his wings oh, oh. <laughs> In one motion. He just goes, oh. pulls him out. Man, <laughs> I gotta watch these videos now. Fucking brutal. Um, and then drags him to a big old swirling abyss that you can actually visit in the game. It's a giant swirling abyss of, full of, like, green water or some crap. And they basically toss vampires and they die because in the Legacy of Kane series, water is uh, lethal to vampires. They huh. toss him in, and he just, like, basically it implies that he sat there and burned for centuries. Oh, that's <laughs> That's terrible. Some fucked up shit. It's really awesome. But you come back, and it's, like, it's cool, because you come back, and the whole land of Soul Reaver is like, you're like, oh my god, my kingdom is fucking ruined! <laughs> Everything's in the shitter! I wonder, I wonder what, a, I wonder what a, a Legacy of King game made by Telltale would look like. Oh man! Oh, I do yeah, know it kind of has it has thematic similarities to Dark Souls, where it's kind of all about like the perversion and corruption of nature. Huh? Where like certain things, like things should go a certain way, and someone goes like, "Well, we're not gonna do it that way." Not anymore. Yeah. The difference is Kane's doing it for kind of which one? Does it, which one does Simon Templeman play? Kane. Okay. Uh, Kane does it for big picture benefits where he's trying to free everyone from being a slave to like this, you know, fucking squid guy who lives below the earth. And Dark Souls Gwyn is like, well, I don't want men to be anything but fucking pygmies. New Age of Fire. Bam. What a dick. <laughs> oh, Gwyn. I love the fact that Gwyn is basically Zeus in the fact that he has all these, these fucking kids all over the yeah, place that no fucks. one knows about because he does what Zeus does, which is fly down to earth. Take the fuck. shape of like, yeah. Take the shape of like a bear and put his dick in something. You're forgetting Most the fuck. scene where it literally shows Gwen with lightning, a lightning bolt in his hand that he throws at a dragon. Yeah, yeah. It's he's heavily inspired by Zeus. He's fucking cool. He kind of except, is, but except he fucks a lot. What he I was does. gonna say was, right now, um, Legacy Kane. Uh, the series is owned by Square, so... Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Because well, Square 
IDOS and Square kind of merged, didn't they? Well, yes. Well, here's the thing. It, originally, it was... It was... It was developed by uh, Silicon Knights, the first one. Then Crystal Dynamics took over. And av- and then IDOS started uh, publishing the game. Or the games. Then Square, it, about eight years ago, Square Enix Europe started taking care of everything, and this was for uh, Nosgoth. Uh, well, like I, I have a feeling that we'll see a Legacy of Game game someday. Maybe I not. fucking hope so, because it. But you can't replace what? Tony J. No, you can now, because I think I think you get a whole new voice cast. Although Simon Templeman could easily come back. I he think sounds exactly the same. If um, they they are gonna do it, it's gonna be a reboot. Yeah. Um, it's, it's the only way. I, the reason why Nosgoth, the game, pissed me off so much is because it was a complete and utter waste of all this world-building and ridiculous mythos that the game series set up. Just fucking wasted on a totally disposable... Uh, fuck, like, it's, it's just a crappy team-based fucking deathmatch shit, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. And it's, it's, all, it, it's all kind of playing off stuff that you kind of need, well, not really need, but to really appreciate, you need the context of the rest of the series. Like, I think Raziel's clan is playable in the game, and they have wings. They have wings because they're the kids of Raziel. Like, and, like, all, all the entire, all vampire, all the uh, the vampire lords that Kane makes all have distinct physical traits and uh, different abilities, and it moves down to their fledglings, so that's why everyone looks the way they do, but you wouldn't really get that just by playing a crappy multiplayer game. So, uh, I did not know this, but Simon Templeman's wife was also on uh, Next Generation. Simon Templeman was kind of all over TV for a minute, too. Yeah, In, like, bit parts. He's been around for... He's, he's a... He's getting close to the Tony J mark. He's, <laughs> he's first, been around forever. He's been around for 37 years. And I think he's a classically trained actor, too. Yeah. Yeah. You, you just, just fucking listen to him talk. You're like, oh, that guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> he was the... He's, uh, he's, he's actually Loghain in Dragon Age. Yeah. He was huh. also um, the, the third version of Doctor Doom. Wait. In the Fantastic Four animated series, season oh, season two. Wow, he has been all over my dirty spectrum. He was also in. He reprised the role in the Incredible Hulk uh, animated series. He was also. He was I don't also. Know if Michael Bell is around either anymore either. He was also in Viker Mice from Mars. Oh my God. What? Wow. Well, he just, like, punched a wall. Jesus Christ. Um, hang on, let me see. Man, he was... You're, you're not kidding. He was on fire in the 90s. I hope Michael Bell is still among us. He is! He's 79. Boys what did Brazio Michael Bell do last? Oh, boy. Uh, that, name, that name sounds familiar. He did something recently. Um, let's see. Jesus, his video game voice acting... Uh, credits are obnoxious um i couldn't tell you the last thing he did um but i can certainly start listing off some of the video games he's been in and this might blow your mind okay 
Uh, Age of Empires 3, Alpha Protocol, Basically Every Baldur's Gate, Bloody Roar, Call of Duty, Dark Cloud, Condemned, Doom 3, Ninja Gaiden, Ninja Gaiden Sigma, Melgar Solid 2 and 3. What the fuck? He voiced the fear. You've, what? Yep. Soldier of Fortune 2, Shellshock, Shadow of Rome, Star Trek New World, Star Trek Starfleet Command, Star Wars Force Commander, Sword of the Berserk, Guts' Rage. What? Boom. He was, wait, who do you play? Can you find out who he played in Sword of the Berserk? He, he played Guts. He played Guts? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? Holy shit. Uh, Connor, you've, Connor. you've played Dragon Age Inquisition, right? Yeah. How, did you beat it? No, it's it's proving to be almost too big to handle because every time I jump back into it, I'm like, what the fuck was I doing? Uh, did you do the whole Dragon Age Keep thing? No. Because it, you, Lo, Logan is in, in Inquisition. God damn it. <laughs> He's also in Wolfenstein The New Order. Holy shit, he is. <laughs> Dead Space 3. This is Simon Templeman, right? Yeah. Darksiders oh, 2. Shit. Oh, I knew he was in Darksiders 2. I heard him recently when I was playing. Yeah, the Avatar of Chaos. Yeah. Uh, he's in Diablo 3. As who? Hedrig Eamon. Oh. Oh. He was in Mass Effect 3. I thought I heard him in Mass Effect 3 too, but I could be mistaken. He was... He played a, uh, what was, uh, Tali's, uh, race? Oh, oh, god. Quarians. Yeah. He played a Quarian, and he also played, uh, Dr. Gavin Archer. Hmm. And he was in the Old Republic. He was in... I know uh, the voice of Yanos Odrin has also been everywhere, and he's a key player in Legacy of Cain as well. And that that guy's voice, um, he actually, yeah, the actor plays. I mean, his name is very hard to say. Uh, blah 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 blah. It's not here. And uh, it's like... Hell Templeman was in God of War three. Jesus. <laughs> and he was in Uncharted one through three. Um, the voice of Yannis Aldrin was a guy named Rene... Uh, Rene Albergenoise. Yeah, from, uh, Voyager. Not Voyager, Deep no, Space no, Nine. No, no, yeah, Deep Space Nine. He was the changeling character in Deep Space Nine, which blew me away when I found out. He was also in... He was also Mr. V- Mr. Uh... What was... He was in Fallout New Vegas. Oh, fuck, yes, he was. Because I, I know his voice now from, from anywhere, because um, his performance as Yanos Aldrin is very memorable in Legacy of Cain. It's Soul Reaver 2 in Defiance. His character is basically like a very old, powerful vampire who, I think his heart is an extremely powerful, like, vampire artifact, essentially. And the Seraphim, who are, you know, vampire hunters, rip his heart out and preserve it in some, like, box. <laughs> hey, that's Because it's, it's, it still beats, even if it's at his chest. That's one way. The... And, like, the vampires, the ones who are left, are try- are basically trying to get a hold of it to bring Yanos back. Wow, that's, uh, that's the a Seraphim, way to do that. They build an entire castle devoted to keeping one dude's heart in a room. Wow. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, actually, 
actually, no, wait, that's not true. They hide it, in, I forgot. Getting to his body, I think, is... No, getting to him itself, it's a big-ass fortress. They hide his heart in the most obvious place that no one's going to look, inside Kane's chest. Uh, well, Connor, yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah. He was in a game that I think you may like. Not the guy you're talking about, um, Simon Templeman. Yeah. Uh, he was in the last, or the second, the penultimate game by Pandemic. Lord of the Rings Conquest. I never played Conquest. You really should. It's basically, it's basically Battle, like... Oh, yeah, it's Battlefront with Lord of the Rings characters, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I never, I played a demo, but haven't ever played the whole oh, thing. Oh, that game rules. It sounds awesome, because if there's one thing I like, it's big old war games. If there's one thing I like more about big old war games, it's big old war games with swords. I mean, there's one... That's why I play Dynasty Warriors so much, because I can get into a battlefield and start smacking around a thousand people. With Waiting on Game of Thrones war game. Where is it at, though? Ooh. Let, me, just... play as, let me play as the Hound and pick people up and tear them in half. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> I want that game. Oh my god, that'd be so cool. We need to make video games. Like, <laughs> we, we're making we're making whoever owns the Game of Thrones rights money right now. Oh my god, that would be so fun. Um, I would talk a lot more about some franchises I would like to turn into video games, but we can save that from another episode because I think we're starting to get towards the end here. Yeah, we should wrap up soon. Yes. Um, so that's been a bit of a legacy of Kane talk. I want to do. You want, be we today. want to do more of this yes. type of thing. Well, yeah. we also want less, to do less of me guffawing and losing my shit over things that other people have been in. Yeah. yeah no, what I want to do is do a big old lore retrospective on Legacy of Cain. Um, I was going to do it today because of the fact that the Soul Reaver came out yesterday in '99. Um, but then I sat down and I was like, I don't remember a fucking thing about most of Blood Omen, and it's been so long since I played Soul Reaver. I don't remember anything except really the beginning and the end. Hmm. I know big events, but to do like a big comprehensive lore breakdown would require much more preparation. Also require you two to start doing some reading. So. <laughs> also, oh, I have my ways. Uh, yeah. I'll leave it at that. Uh, yeah. We're going to do one for Dark Souls, and that's probably going to be a series because... There's a lot. There's a lot, and I'm sure we're going to start getting... We're probably going to end up breaking down and deconstructing the entire theme of Dark Souls, so... Which we've touched on recently in other episodes, but this is yeah. we want to, we're, we're going to do it intense. Go, like, we're going to go deep. I'm going to have to ask for a day off for that one. Deep, deep lore. It's going to be the, a long episode. The, the deepest of lore. Which, by the way, Dark Souls lore—it's fucking intimidating. <laughs> You're like, what do you mean that object in the back of the room, covered in dust, has an ex- uh, extensive historical backstory? Basically all Dark Souls. But hey, yeah. this has been the Video Game Hour. I'm Connor McGraw. Uh, this is Hunter Davenport. And I'm Lord Hip Hop. No, it's Alan Muir. That's Alan Muir. Don't don't listen to his lies. Don't believe Ondor's lies. Yes, exactly. Make sure you go join uh, the Phantom Zone group if you haven't before. Like us on iTunes. Give us a review. All that kind of stuff. No, no, no. Don't just like us. Like and rate us. Subscribe. Subscribe. Do all the things. Please subscribe. Yeah, please, subscribe. please do it. I need to feed my family. Oh, I need to feed my kids. He's got kids. I got a. I need. They live off likes. I got a cat. I need to feed. So let's. Uh... Look, yeah. we need to get the pool. 
Alan, you just gave away the master scheme. <laughs> <laughs> this is a long con, everybody. We're just going to get subscribers and get sponsors to buy a pool. I've, Show's over I've, now, I've, said, <laughs> I've not said what type of pool. It's a pool table. Ha! All right, bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Fuck X-Men Destiny. <laughs>